I have been trying since May 2020 to keep as many people as possible out of ICUs in America. Your likelihood of surviving goes up if you stay away from the hospitals. From the actual March 2020 study, where Gilead actually gave the drug, remdesivir, to 53 patients for a 10-day period. What they found was 10% of all people they gave it to within five days had such acute kidney failure and liver failure they had to come off the drug they were dying. Five days. You want to know where Anthony Fauci, Anthony Fauci got the five-day treatment window for remdesivir in hospitals? It's what the protocol is right now. Five days of remdesivir. Because six days, you're dead. Because six days to 10 days, you're going to be dead. So they are driving a narrative to kill as many Americans as possible. And I have to just point this out. Still to this day, we're up to 690,000 people in America have died as a result of COVID-19, supposedly. 95 to 99% of all of them died in ICUs. What were they all treated with? A deadly drug called remdesivir. Since April of this year, they have been doing something else. They not only had remdesivir that caused acute kidney failure and multiple organ failure in 31% of all people they gave it to between days 5 and 10. They added dexamethasone, which is, a, which is actually shown to cause 4% more acute kidney failure. It's a steroid. And then they added an antibiotic called vancomycin. And I told the world, be ready. They figured out that if they add vancomycin, it will cause an additional percentage of acute kidney failure, and they can make the Delta variant look even more dangerous for the young and the healthy. And sure enough, as you see the death rates or any deaths at all in ICUs, you can correlate them back to acute kidney failure caused by a combination of any of these drugs, but remdesivir is number one. We just showed you that the NIH has it on their website that actually ivermectin is a approved an under-evaluation drug to treat COVID-19 in America. So demand ivermectin and show to the, the doctors that this is what you want, or else your loved ones are going to be intubated because you're shutting down their kidneys, flooding their, their body with water, their lungs with water, while they're being left on a saline bag. You're pumping water in, shutting down kidneys that excrete it. So you're literally li pumping liquid death into their lungs. Yes. Watch the American And then you have Dr. Fauci telling you that. Well, We've had dozens of doctors here live on the show that are, that are telling you, hey, there's other options out there. Hey, there's other studies. Hey, there's other research. Hey, you don't have to live in fear. And so on an aggregate level, it's like 300, 400, 500 doctors to like five, that, but they're able to penetrate the mainstream consciousness because they're able to get on mainstream news. Now, I've got another great doctor here, Dr. Brian Artis. The DrArtisShow.com is where you can find more on him. And, and I guess that his, his own coverage of this. And every time there's a new flavor, there's a new element, there's a new breaking news story they bring to me. And he is fired up today because he's sick and tired of doctors and lawyers saying that there is no ivermectin approved use for COVID. Well, that's just a flat out lie. He brings to me the actual NIH website document right here. So, so Dr. Artists, uh, where do you want to begin with this? I mean, this, is, this should shut the whole thing down. But I guess let's start with it like this. As a doctor that's done the research for yourself, that finds the NIH says that ivermectin is approved use, what does it mean to you? What does it represent to you that this, you can't even get an er, an, a word in edgewise on mainstream news. You have all the mainstream media demonizing ivermectin. They tell you it's only for horses. They tell you that it, people are overdosing on it. That's all lies. Before we even get into the health aspect of that, what does that represent to you that they don't want people to know about ivermectin? Uh, well, it's obviously they don't want them to know about ivermectin. Number one reason would be is it's an option that's actually been proven in 61 studies around the world to be effective at stopping the disease process of SARS-CoV-2, which they call COVID-19. 
And within two days, it actually reduces transmission of COVID-19 even to loved ones in households. That's so how it many stops studies the spread? Yes, and the actual vaccines have never been promoted to even do that. They actually state these do not prevent you from getting COVID-19 and they do not prevent you from transmitting it. It only reduces the possibility you might be hospitalized for a future infection. So what happens when you're either dealing with other doctors or media or lawyers and they tell you ivermectin is not approved use for COVID? Yeah, I, I'm super excited to be on this show right now to actually expose your audience to some disinformation and, and lies that are being told to all the loved ones of individuals who are being treated in ICUs currently for COVID-19. There are plenty of us out there educating you on the fact that early treatment is best. Hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin are safe and effective against SARS-CoV-2 infections. But still, doctors in ICUs around America are continuing to tell my audience members, when they say do not treat them with remdesivir, we want you to treat them with ivermectin, this is what's being said to them every day. And I get thousands of emails with this reply. All doctors are stating ivermectin is not an approved treatment drug for COVID-19. Now, I have heard this now for a year and a half, but just three days ago, I happened to uncover, you wanna go ahead and get into this? No, this is, this is the key element right here. Okay. So anybody that tells you that ivermectin is not approved use for COVID, you show them this. Yeah, so there's a chart and I asked you guys to put it up on the website, put up the actual uh, uh, link, and then also show the chart. So I hope you're showing it. There is a chart on NIH.gov's website. It was actually updated July 8th, 2021. The table is titled, Table 2E, Characteristics of Antiviral Agents that are Approved or Under Evaluation for the Treatment of COVID-19. This is the NIH.gov. Do you know who put in the mandated remdesivir treatment protocol starting in May 1st, 2020? What I'm, organization? I'm guessing it was the NIH. It was the NIH and Anthony Fauci. So and, and I'm pretty sure Fauci has a direct investment in rem, residentivir or whatever it's called. Remdesivir. Yeah. It, it rhymes with on the drive down here to the studio. I, I want to make a shirt that says remdesivir pronounced R near death. Mm. Which, by <laughs> the way, you have, a, you have a tie of that into what's going on in the hospitals as well. Yep. Your death is near is how you actually state remdesivir. Your death, your is, death near. is near. Resdesivir. Okay. Remdesivir. Remdesivir. Your death is near. All right. So Anthony Fauci in May 1st, 2020 puts out this mandate, NIH.gov, that I, uh, remdesivir is the only treatment option for COVID-19 throughout all of America. Hydroxychloroquine is bad. You can't use it. Chloroquine is bad. Then you've heard forever for the last year and a half that ivermectin is not approved. Well, on the NIH.gov's website, on this chart, it actually shows that remdesivir is the first drug listed under this characteristics of antiviral agents that are approved or under evaluation for the treatment of COVID-19. Remdesivir is first. Go to the second page. I couldn't believe it. I just found this like three or four days ago. The second drug on the list is ivermectin. And it actually states the dose most commonly used in clinical trials is ivermectin 0.2 to 0.6 milligrams given as a single dose or as a once daily dose for up to five days. And this is the exact protocol that flccc.net has been proposing since December or January of last year that everybody wants to bash in the media. And it's on the NIH's website. Now what's interesting is, and I would love for anybody to say this about this chart, everyone who has a loved one in ICUs who has asked anybody any doctor, administrator, nurse to please use ivermectin to treat their loved ones that are in ICUs and get them off of remdesivir and a doctor says it's not approved, print this chart out and throw it in their face 
because it is on NIH.gov's website, right underneath remdesivir is an option to treat COVID-19. And everyone needs to know it. This was buried on the site. If you actually go to Google, DuckDuckGo, it doesn't matter. Type in NIH and the title we just showed you of the chart. Type that in and it will take you to the link. Scroll up on that page to a table and it says, click here for the table. Click it, open it, this is what you get, and go print it out and show it to the doctors and demand they give that treatment protocol. It works. Ivermectin has proven safe and effective in over 60 studies around the world. In contrast, since May 1st, we've been told you can only use remdesivir. I have four studies here. I wanted to look like you, Owen, but you've got like a whole bunch more papers than me. I only set up a narrative over the last 16 months with remdesivir in four trials. There's actually five, but I can just quote the fifth one. All right, so what do we know that they're doing in hospitals right now? I have been screaming since the middle of May 2020 that the mandated protocol by Anthony Fauci was going to be the reason all Americans who were treated for COVID-19 and died. The remdesivir drug is why they were going to die, and I could prove it. And I could prove Anthony Fauci knew it beforehand. Anthony Fauci in May 2020 said that there was a study that was concluded on an experimental drug called remdesivir on Ebola that went from November 2018 to December 2019. This is four and a half months before the mandate for COVID-19 came out to use remdesivir. I'm holding the study right here. A randomized controlled trial of Ebola virus disease therapeutics, the New England Journal of Medicine. He stated that it was proven safe and effective remdesivir, that is safe and effective against the Ebola virus, so we're gonna use it during this coronavirus, which are not the same viruses. But what I did was click the link that he was referencing on NIH.gov on this memo of mandated treatment for COVID-19. And what I found was I couldn't believe it. The actual study, the whole study was funded by NIAID, Anthony Fauci's Allergy and Infectious Disease of the National Institutes of Health. They actually funded the whole study. So Fauci basically paying himself. Yeah, and then in the study, they found that remdesivir, the independent safety board for the study, found that remdesivir caused a mortality rate of 54% of every African they gave the drug to. That was the highest death rate of all four experimental drugs in the trial. The safety board pulled remdesivir from the trial and said it was too deadly. We can't give it to any more Africans with Ebola diagnosis. And I was going to say Ebola, which came out of Africa. So I guess they were trying to treat it at the source and it was yeah. just a complete disaster. Yeah. So remdesivir was pulled. A second drug was pulled because it had a 49% death rate. And then there was two other drugs that you're hearing about in the media right now. And the whole reason why you're hearing about them is because the NIH panel review for that study was nine or 10 individuals from the NIH itself who also oversaw that study. Two other drugs that made it to the end of the trial were monoclonal antibodies. One was put in by DARPA called MAB114. The second drug was called Regeneron. Haven't you heard about that recently? Well, let's pause right there because we got to go to a break. And, and so we'll, we'll come back with more of that. And ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Artis has made a connection between remdesivir and the ventilators that are killing people too. This is all breaking right now. It's all in front of your face. It's all documented on the internet. And thank God Dr. Artis is here sharing this information with us. Just incredible information being discussed here with myself and Dr. Brian Artis during the break. The DrArtisShow.com is where you can get more information. And so we just... I mean, this is, this is just groundbreaking, game-changing stuff that we just had in the last segment. 
how they say ivermectin is not approved use for COVID, but then you go to the NIH website, and I mean, it's just literally right there. He just printed it out, put it down on the desk, gave me a copy. So they, they act like this isn't out there, but you should simply go look, and there it is. It's like saying, the sun does not set in the West. And then you go stand outside on a sunny day and you watch the sunset in the West. You're like, there it is. The sun is setting in the West. Wow. Nope. The sun does not set in the West. Anthony Fauci told me so, but it's actually worse than that. And I have been saying this just because I'm just getting people sharing me Intel and I'm just watching it happen. I hate to even admit that this is the case, but I've been telling people for months, if you get COVID, the last place you want to go is a hospital. And I haven't exactly known all the ins and outs. I'm just watching people go into hospitals and dying, go into hospitals and become prisoners where people who don't go into the hospital end up being just fine. Maybe it takes them a week to recover. Maybe it takes them a couple days. You get into the hospital, you're a prisoner, and chances are you're going to die. And, and now Dr. Artis actually has the scientific reasons why that is happening. So this is even more bombshell exclusive stuff that we're getting right here. The whole world needs to know about this. We can literally save lives, Dr. Artis. I have been trying since May 2020 to keep as many people as possible out of ICUs in America. Your likelihood of surviving goes up if you stay away from the hospitals. Sad but true. Explain why. Okay, so Anthony Fauci knew in May 2020 that there was an Ebola study that he was quoting proved remdesivir to be safe and effective, and that's why we're going to use it now during this pandemic of a coronavirus. Only to find out, if you look at the study on Ebola from 2018 to 2019, published in December, it actually showed that remdesivir killed 54% of all people you gave it to in the trial. It was the most deadly drug in that trial, and there was three other drugs that actually were proven to be less deadly. But these four drugs did not have a control group. It was just, we're giving all you guys these four drugs in four regions of Africa, and let's see what happens. The Regeneron monoclonal antibody was also in that study. I need to throw these numbers out to you because everybody asks, what about these monoclonal antibodies? Monoclonal antibodies, Regeneron, actually had a mortality rate in the Ebola trial of 33% of all people they gave it to still died. MAB114 was put in by DARPA. It's a monoclonal antibody. It had a death rate of 35%. Of and then ZMAP, which was put in by our United States Health, and De uh, Health Department, actually put that in there. It's a monoclonal antibody. It had a death rate of 49%. So all these drugs had a very high percentage of death rate, higher than the less than 1% of all COVID-infected people on the planet I was going to say, even, even Ebola, I think, was like a 25% death yeah. rate. So, so, so the, the drugs are more deadly than the viruses they're fighting. So they selected a drug from a study Anthony Fauci was overseeing and actually picked the one that killed the most people to make it the mandated drug of choice for Americans. In the same May memo, he asked the federal government to buy up all the stocks of remdesivir and not share it with another country until the end of 2020. If you want to know why America had the most deaths supposedly from COVID-19, it was not from COVID-19 infections. They all died in ICUs in America, 550,000 of you, more than any other country in the world, and they were all being treated with the same deadly drug called remdesivir. So Anthony Fauci in that May memo also quoted a second study that supports his decision to use remdesivir, this proven deadly drug from the Ebola trial. And the actual owner of remdesivir and the patent owner is a company called Gilead Sciences. They did a 53 COVID-19 infected little personal study called a cohort study from 53 patients from Japan, America, and Canada. And they gave these COVID-19 sick people remdesivir for 10 days. You know what the results was in 10 days? 23% of all of them experienced multiple organ failure, acute kidney failure, hypotension, and septic shock. Another 8% had to be taken off the drug before day 10 because they experienced such severe acute kidney failure and liver failure, they were gonna die. 
That's 31% of everyone they gave that drug to for COVID-19 infected people. This was the drug Anthony Fauci chose. This is why so many people are dying in ICUs. Now, fast forward five months later after May, France decides to do their own study because they're not using remdesivir. Remember, Anthony Fauci told our government to only buy up all the reserves of this experimental drug that bioed the way before the pandemic. Remdesivir had failed in four human trials to be safe or effective. It was proven to be deadly even before the Ebola trial. It was never FDA approved before the pandemic. Anthony Fauci chose a non-FDA approved safe and efficacious viral drug for this pandemic. So, Which, for, you know, that's just another element of this. Ivermectin, Nobel Prize winning, approved for all these different uses. And Fauci goes with the ones, the vaccines and remdesivir that aren't approved. He literally chose the non-approved drugs. And then we're told by our leadership, we'll do anything to stop this spread. Well, how about ivermectin? No, not that. Even worse, he picked the one drug that killed more people than anybody else in a trial. And it was extracted from the trial and then quoted to the American public and all doctors and hospitals to use this one drug and no other drug. It was proven to be safe and effective against Ebola. No, it wasn't. It was proven to be the most dangerous. So the safety board pulled it halfway through the study. So France, five months later, after America's killed 400,000 people, or Anthony Fauci's killed 400,000 people in America with remdesivir, France decides to do their own study. They take five COVID-19 patients and give them this experimental drug called remdesivir. This is what they found. Five. Two of them have to, had to come off the drug because their liver enzyme activity went up three to five times normal within the 14 window of time. Four out of the five couldn't even do the full 14 days because their organs started failing. Two of the five had such acute kidney failure, they had to have renal transplants. Their kidneys had to be taken out and put someone else's in. That's how dangerous remdesivir was. And not even two weeks of studies. In, in less than two weeks. So four of the five had to come off the drug because of liver damage and disease and acute kidney failure for transplants. Two of the five died. Did France choose remdesivir? No. That was in September, five months after the May mandate. But America kept chugging along. We're still right now making that the only drug doctors are being told in hospitals to inject inside of our loved ones. All right, so the World Health Organization does a review five months ago. Someone looks at the database for the World Health Organization and they wanna do a, a re, it's called a reporting odds ratio. They wanna see how many times does acute renal failure come up when remdesivir is used to treat COVID-19. And then they compare it to three other drugs. One is hydroxychloroquine that other countries are using. And this is what they found. They found that a, the reporting odds ratio of acute renal failure with remdesivir was 20-fold that of all comparative drugs, including hydroxychloroquine. Now, I need to explain to you, this is what's happening, and Anthony Fauci knew it beforehand. In the, in, the in the March 2020 study done by Gilead Sciences, they found 31% of all people they gave the drug to in less than 10 days experienced acute kidney failure and multiple organ failure. When you shut down the kidneys in somebody and poison their kidneys to death, the body retains water. Your kidney excretes water by processing it in the form of urine. You shut down the kidneys, you make the body retain water, it fills up your abdomen, then it goes around your heart inside what's called the pericardium, and then it floods into your lungs. And you are drowning these Americans and people around the world using remdesivir, you're drowning them to death with a side effect called pulmonary edema. And no hospital in America is doing a sputum test to actually determine is it actually viral or bacterial or God forbid what they're calling COVID pneumonia. No, that's not hospital protocol. They won't even do it if you ask them to. They just take a chest x-ray and say that's pneumonia. No, it isn't. It's pulmonary edema. You caused acute kidney failure and everyone who has a loved one who has died 
in ICUs being treated with remdesivir. Look at your actual death certificate. It's going to say this, complications of COVID, acute renal failure, secondary COVID pneumonia. In the order we knew the drug was going to shut down your body and cause acute kidney failure, resulting in water in your lungs mixed with the pneumonia-like mucus, then they, of course, have to vent you. Let's expand on that. we got to go to break because this is so key, and this is why the hospital is such a dangerous place right now. Now, it's really crazy, ladies and gentlemen. Again, Dr. Brian Artis in studio, and he can break this down, obviously, with his medical background and then all the research that he's done. But we've witnessed it in real time. This is why we've been discouraging people to go to the hospitals. I wish that wasn't the case. I wish that the hospital was the most trusted place you could go. And you know you were going to get the best treatment. Now it seems it's run by greed. But explain the connection now, Dr. Artis, because this is so key for people to understand. They're lying about how people are dying. Just like they lied about it last year, they're lying about it this year. But now... They're being killed by either medical malpractice or this is just some sort of eugenics program that they're running and they don't want to tell us about it. So explain what happens when people are sick with COVID and they go into the hospital and they get told to take remdesivir. So, so explain, uh, get, get into how that's what they're told to take. And then the side effects from that puts them on the vent, which then ends up killing them. Break that down. Yeah. So here we go. So from the actual March 2020 study, where Gilead actually gave the drug, remdesivir, to 53 patients for a 10-day period. What they found was 10% of all people they gave it to within five days had such acute kidney failure and liver failure they had to come off the drug they were dying. Five days. You want to know where Anthony Fauci got the five-day treatment window for remdesivir in hospitals? It's what the protocol is right now. Five days of remdesivir. Because six days, you're dead. Because six days to 10 days, you're going to be dead. So they are driving a narrative to kill as many Americans as possible. And I have to just point this out. Still to this day, we're up to 690,000 people in America have died as a result of COVID-19, supposedly. 95 to 99% of all of them died in ICUs. What were they all treated with? A deadly drug called remdesivir. Since April of this year, they have been doing something else. They not only had remdesivir that caused acute kidney failure and multiple organ failure in 31% of all people they gave it to between days 5 and 10. They added dexamethasone, which is, a, which is actually shown to cause 4% more acute kidney failure. It's a steroid. And then they added an antibiotic called vancomycin. And I told the world, be ready. They figured out that if they add vancomycin, it will cause an additional percentage of acute kidney failure, and they can make the Delta variant look even more dangerous for the young and the healthy. And sure enough, as you see the death rates or any deaths at all in ICUs, you can correlate them back to acute kidney failure caused by a combination of any of these drugs, but remdesivir is number one. We just showed you that the NIH has it on their website that actually ivermectin is a approved an under-evaluation drug to treat COVID-19 in America. So demand ivermectin and show to the, the doctors that this is what you want, or else your loved ones are going to be intubated because you're shutting down their kidneys, flooding their, their body with water, their lungs with water, while they're being left on a saline bag. You're pumping water in, shutting down kidneys that excrete it. So you're literally li pumping liquid death into their lungs. Yes. I've, I've actually called this since May 2020, Anthony's genocide. This is before we all started seeing the deaths come out. I said, you're going to see this. You're going to see acute kidney failure leading to pulmonary edema that they're going to diagnose as secondary pneumonia to COVID. And it isn't. Well, see, I, I just knew, because I don't have a medical background, I, I just knew that it, 
ventilator is like one of the last efforts you ever want to take because your lungs are never going to function normal again. Your automatic breathing reaction is never going to be the same again. And so it's a risky thing to put someone on a ventilator, but sometimes it's the last option to keep somebody alive. For th th This was like, this is what they wanted. They wanted to put you on a ventilator as like a first option, but now that you've connected the dots, that it's the side effect from this drug, shuts down the kidneys, fills the lungs with water. As they're pumping water into you, it just goes right into the lungs. Then they blow your lungs out and they kill you. It's all part of a process. And they won't even give you ivermectin. Yep. I'll also, you also wonder, people ask me all the time, are the doctors complicit in ICUs? This is what I say. They are now. It's been a year and a half. You've done the same protocol every time. Your hospital administrators are telling you what to do. You, you have to have figured out by now that remdesivir, the cocktail treatment in ICUs, is the number one killer of these COVID-19 patients. So the question becomes, if the NIH is telling us and publishing on their website that ivermectin is an approved drug and it actually causes zero renal failure in anybody ever in 40 years, ever, 4.4 billion doses around the world, no one has ever gotten acute kidney failure from it. But remdesivir is proven to do it in 31% of everybody you give it to. And now we just is, know that tenfold because of all the people taking it and dying. Yep. And the question is, is why would they continue to do it? Well, if you go on the Centers for Medicare Medicaid Services.gov, CMS.gov, there is a bonus payout that the actual CMS is giving to all hospitals and doctors around the country that if they will treat individuals with COVID-19 with remdesivir, which is like 3,600 bucks of treatment, compared to ivermectin, which is like seven bucks. If they will choose remdesivir as the treatment for all COVID-19 patients, there are codes the CMS gives the hospital that if you will code it for remdesivir and treat them with it, we will give you a 20% bonus on top of the charge for the remdesivir treatment. So this incentivizes hospitals to tell doctors, you're gonna use remdesivir, we need more money. The government is actually paying hospitals 20% more for a remdesivir treatment and they're giving them the treatment codes to use to put on their charts. This is why they don't want to stop. The government, your government, is incentivizing hospitals to drown your loved ones to death with pulmonary edema mixed with some cytokine storm from the SARS-CoV-2 virus that might be in your lungs. But for sure, all of you who have loved ones who have died Look at your death certificate, acute renal failures on there. Renal means kidneys. The drug that they used shut down your loved one's kidneys, created pulmonary edema, and drowned your loved one to death, and then vented him to the end of his days. And they're using, in a lot of hospitals, a drug used to euthanize people. It's called midazolam, to actually put them in a comatose state. That was used for lethal injections for years. In the UK, it's being used to kill people in, in uh, elderly care centers for the last year and a half, and then code them as COVID-19 when we know that drug kills you. But this is what they're using. We've well, seen this on medical reports, by the way. And, and by the way, follow the money is something most people can wrap their head around. It's a pretty easy concept, follow the money. And I remember when, over a year and a half ago, when the, the COVID outbreak panic first started happening, we had whistleblowers coming on saying, look, here's what they're doing. And this is how they, this is how they helped uh, escalate the numbers. They said, if you have a COVID-19 patient, it was like, boom, $10,000, just boom, 10,000 bucks. So they wanted to diagnose everybody with COVID. Oh, you've got COVID runny nose. You've got COVID headache. You've got COVID. Oh, you coughed. You've got COVID 10,000, 10,000, 10,000, 10,000. 
Then we found out if they would put them on a ventilator, they were getting bonuses up to $50,000. So it was, oh, let's put you on a ventilator, $50,000. Let's put you on a ventilator, $50,000. So just lining their pockets. The nurses didn't mind. They were getting bonuses to do dance videos on TikTok. So they didn't mind the whole the fear and the panic and putting the people on vents. But now this is a new level. I'm pretty sure in India, it's seven US dollars for what they call a blister pack of ivermectin, seven US dollars. Blister pack treats it for a week. You don't have COVID versus like you were saying, 3,600 for remdesivir. So this is an easy follow the money aspect, but let me just ask you this angle. So we know that uh, Fauci helped get this remdesivir on the market. It failed in the trials in Africa. Funny how they always want to test in Africa. That's a whole nother story. But so is it a situation where they had all of this drug, all of this remdesivir basically sitting out there with no use, it was failed. So they, so they said, look, we gotta do something with this access drug, we can't just take this hit. So they said, well, let's just give it to Americans, screw them. Nope, it couldn't have been that because in the Ebola trial, there was two drugs put in by our federal government. ZMAP was by the United States Department of Health. So Services. it wasn't even an excess thing. No, this was, this was not excess, no. This was a, that drug- That's even people. worse. The, the narrative had to be set for America. Look at it. We are 4.7% of the entire world's population in the United States of America. 4.5% of the entire world's population. By the end of 2020, we had a quarter of the entire world's deaths of COVID-19. We represent 4.7% or so of the entire world's population. Why did we have a quarter of all the deaths in the world? We were the only country treating people with remdesivir. And we had to get our federal agencies convinced and our American society convinced that COVID-19 was deadly and it wasn't. The drug treatment was deadly, but then in the media, they could tell you all these people were dying of COVID-19, 550,000 people. So they could sell you on an idea that a vaccine was coming to save all of you. And that is never true. You never needed it. What's interesting is, is we know less than 1% of the entire world died who were infected with COVID-19, less than 1%. But it's an even higher percentage if you went to the hospital. All right, we got another segment with Dr. Artis coming up. Don't go anywhere, folks. Share this with your friends and family. This is such key information. Key information, ladies and gentlemen. This, this interview needs to get 100 million views, a billion views. But of course, with the censorship, it probably won't. But you are the modern day Paul Revere. You are the messengers that can get this information out. And by the way, we're going to take little snippets of this. So you can share 90 second videos, two minute videos, or you can share the whole interview. It's going to be maybe an hour long, maybe more. We may have to go into the fourth hour here with Dr. Artis. But let's, let's now get into the vaccine angle of all of this. So as you were explaining to me in the break, August 1st was such a big day because that's when Israel did their vaccine rollout. And then since then... Israel has had the most COVID. And so here's what the media does, and, and we're going to get Wait, Dr. Artis's take. Let's clarify. August 1st of this year is when Israel started giving the third vaccines called booster shots. Oh, the boosters. Okay, this is when they rolled out in Israel when 98% of all of the country was already vaccinated with the first and second shots. They gave August 1st the booster shots. So, so here's how the media covers up what's really going on. This is the Washington Post, August 31st. Coronavirus vaccines work. If they really have to convince you of it, they probably don't. But this statistical illusion makes people think they don't. And it's all about what we're going to get into here, that as soon as they rolled out the vaccines in Israel and then the boosters, and you have the dates, that's when Israel had the biggest spike in COVID, really probably on planet Earth. I mean, just boom, straight up. That's because they vaccinated everybody. They literally gave them COVID. So then they say, oh, see, 
Just because everybody that got vaccinated got COVID doesn't mean the vaccines don't work. It's just an illusion. Oh, it's just an illusion. Like ivermectin works. Oh, that's just an illusion too. Oh, so, so explain the, the real story about what's going on in Israel with these vaccines. So the, the third shots for all of Israel, everybody's already fully vaccinated, the majority of everybody. They give them these booster shots. And then like you mentioned, it skyrockets, not in COVID just cases, hospitalized cases for COVID-19. It's higher the spikes than the highest spikes in Israel during the COVID-19 pandemic in 2020, right now. The vaccine variant. Yes, so the vaccines obviously don't work. They haven't worked. Unless you're trying to get people sick and kill them, then they're working very well. Oh, exactly right. So if that's your agenda, then it's perfect, right? You're it's loving this, job. yeah. It's doing great. And it's great too, I love this. Sweden, no lockdowns. Sweden, no masks. They haven't even vaccinated anybody. Did you see where they actually have banned Tourists from Israel, yep. United States, and a third country who have more vaccinated people than half of them. They're like, than half of the populace in those countries. They don't want people coming into their country because they've been vaccinated and are spreading COVID-19 variants. Or, or like Japan too. And it's amazing when you have a government and, and leadership that actually cares about its people. It's amazing how the response is different. Yeah, it's amazing. So I mentioned in the break that August 1st was a big date. People need to know that these boosters aren't working. Actually, the FDA just actually said on Friday that uh, they don't they don't agree that the boosters in America need to be given out. They don't think they're effective because- Yeah, they don't want to be a part of this info. death exercise. That's right. So this was great, actually. I was impressed that the panel said, we don't think boosters at this time are recommended. Thank you. That's great. Uh, but Now take it one step further and say that these vaccines are actually killing people, but uh, maybe another day. That's right. So uh, just to bring to light some things, August 1st was another big day and very important to me. So the JAMA, the Journal of American Medical Association, published on August 1st, the same date Israel rolled out their booster shots, they were doing a 7,000 veteran study in VA hospitals around the country for veterans who were treated with remdesivir for COVID-19. You know what the conclusions of this over 7,000 people they evaluated was? Remdesivir showed zero benefit to beating COVID-19 or treating COVID-19. It only proved to keep the veterans sicker in the hospitals longer. And in the last statement, it says, that's keeping veterans locking up ICU beds who can't be opened up for other patients who are sick. Because the drugs are keeping them sick. Because the drugs are keeping that's them like sick. That's like a guy that bats zero, literally batting zero. He's over lifetime and he's batting cleanup in your lineup. Yeah. So the veterans of our country are being used as experimentals and they're finding that they don't benefit at all from remdesivir either. There's zero benefit Published in the JAMA report, August 1st, zero benefit of remdesivir. What was interesting is they didn't go into like acute kidney failure and death. They just said it didn't work. It's absolutely true. Remdesivir is not effective. Ivermectin is, hydroxychloroquine is. Oh, I, I do want to remind you that the France study, they found that, uh, or sorry, the World Health Organization database review five months ago in April 2021, they found that hydroxychloroquine was proven to cause 20 times less acute kidney failure if you treated patients with it around the world for countries using hydroxychloroquine instead of remdesivir. There are better options. Early treatment is best. I'm just gonna state it here. My goal has been to educate people as much as possible to protect them and prevent them from going into the hospitals. There are places to get ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, to be prescribed to you. There's also, you need to be on zinc. The benefit of those two drugs are they are zinc ionophores. If you haven't listened to Zev Zelenko, he educates you very well on this. The key to beating any viral infection is getting zinc into your cells because it stops viruses from replicating. And ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine have a benefit of what's called zinc ionophore. It actually forces more zinc into the cell. 
you also need to be supplementing more zinc every day to protect you as we move into this cold season from cold viruses, which are coronaviruses that we're exposed to forever. Influenza viruses, it's all proven to do that. So early treatment is best. I just have to ask you this also, Owen. The majority of all Americans that are dying from supposedly COVID-19, which I told you it's renal failure causing secondary COVID pneumonia, which is really pulmonary edema. Read the charts. All your loved ones are doing it. If you were going to choose a place to die because you were scared ultimately that you're having symptoms of COVID-19 you believe and you think the big worry is you're going to die. And this is your decision to either go to the hospital or to stay home. The majority of everyone who has died has been treated in ICUs and not allowed to be with their families. Kept prisoner. Less than 1% of all, all world infected COVID-19 patients, less than 1% have died being infected with COVID-19. Your chances of survival are better if you stay home. I, I couldn't even imagine if I polled the entire world. If you were to pass away or thought you were gonna be on your deathbed, would you rather be with your family or without them? If you go into an ICU, you will not be with them. You're gonna be intubated, you're going to be unconscious. You're not going to be able to communicate with them in a cold, sterile environment where you're being poisoned to death. Stay home. Early treatment works. There's access to places. In fact, Ben Marble of MyFreeDoctor.com will be in this studio on Wednesday. He can teach you about MyFreeDoctor.com, how they help you get prescriptions around the country in all 50 states. Synergy Health DPC, they actually can help you get prescriptions, and they actually ship them directly to you from compound pharmacies from around the country. So there are access to these things. Go get them. And you want them preventively, you want them prophylactically. There's access to these things that can save you from going to what I consider the modern day death camps, which are ICUs and hospitals. Well, and this is the sad part about it is the media and, and Fauci and others drove this fear mongering home. So the average person just thinks, oh, I got a cough. I got the sniffles. I better go to a hospital. I'm going to die. And that was never the case. It was always a 99.9% .9 chance you were going to survive. And I think the obvious question that if people were being honest that, yeah, I'd much rather be at home if I'm going to die with access to my loved ones instead of being poisoned in the hospital where I get treated like a prisoner. But you know what? I think you need to rehash this because this is so key. I mean, this is the type of statistic that I think will get people to start thinking. Of all the COVID deaths, what is the percentage of people that died of COVID in hospitals? So in hospitals, it's got to be at least 99% because that's where everybody went when they got seriously sick. I mean, to me, that's everything right there. Yeah. Where did they die? What's killing people, COVID or the hospital? And they're in ICUs, and what are they doing to them in ICUs? They're giving them a drug proven to cause acute kidney failure, multiple organ failure, and 31% of everybody you give it to. It's the whole narrative. They were able to kill in the first year. It was less than a year from May 1st to the end of December, 550,000 Americans. If that isn't Holocaust numbers, they did, they did what, six million in, two, in six years? You've got over 690,000 Americans dead in ICUs this year in the last 16 months. That does not include the vaccine deaths that are hugely unreported in VARS and at the CMS.gov website database. CMS had a whistleblower that 45,000 CMS, Medicare and Medicaid Services database, within three days post the shots in America, already 45,000 reported dead in three days post their vaccines. And those don't even make it to the VAERS reports because right. as, of, as of September 10th, it still only says 15,000 have died from vaccines in 2021, which is still uh, like a 10,000% increase on the VAERS reports from every other year. 
And so uh, I, we're going to come back. Let's keep you in studio here. Gerald Salente uh, patiently waiting to host the fourth hour, but I got to keep Dr. Artis here because I got a few more questions for him, including uh, why do you believe they are pushing these vaccines on children? What do you think the side effects of that are going to be? And then also we should also get into how they are basically manipulating the system so they can get the numbers to be reported on the media to say, see, the hospitals are overwhelmed. It's all your fault. You didn't get a vaccine. It's all your fault. You didn't wear a mask. It's all total BS. They're rigging the hospitals so they can get these numbers. So, so Dr. Artis is going to be with us for at least five more minutes, maybe 20 more minutes, if uh, Dr. Or, or Gerald Salente doesn't ma mind holding. But folks, remember, Infowarsstore.com is how we're able to do this. No, I, I don't know if, if Dr. Artis has been on any other big platforms to bring you this news. Probably not for over an hour to talk about it. That's why Infowars has to be on air. So tell your friends and family about the broadcast. Tell them about the video archives at Band.Video. And please shop at Infowarsstore.com. So